0: Listener supported. WNYC Studios.
1: Number one. My dog dying. I actually started thinking about that like... A year after I got my dog, which is like 12 years ago. (laughs) But I, I live by myself. And so I just have this nonverbal relationship with my dog. And I'm not going to be able to articulate my grief. So when she does die, I think I'm going to be stuck in a really, really difficult place. (sighs) Number two, running out of things to read. Number three, sucking candy, cutting my mouth. Number four, getting a parking ticket. Number five, my therapist. I I am a little bit afraid of my therapist. Maybe I'm afraid of how much I love my therapist. Maybe I'm afraid that she sucks. Maybe I'm afraid that I suck and that's why I love her, because I shouldn't. I don't know. Anyway, I'm a bit afraid of her, often sitting in there not talking at all. Uh, Number six, being too hot, especially my feet. Number seven, parties. Number eight, touching bottom. I hate touching bottom. Actually, I don't really hate it when it happens, but I am very afraid of it. Like when I jump into a pond, like especially a freshwater, thing like a lake and you're swimming along and suddenly it gets shallower and something touches your foot and you like i wonder if that's what guys feel like when they jump in and their balls supposedly go up into their body i don't even know if that's true um number nine monsters yes i'm still afraid of monsters i sometimes laying in bed at night trying to fall asleep i will have to like stop my brain from going to the place where like There's something lurking in that dark shadow and I can hear me breathe and like, it's getting closer. And next thing you know, if I open my eyes, it's gonna be one inch away from me and jump and rip out my throat. But actually mostly monsters that I'm afraid of are more like getting raped. And maybe I should have put that as getting raped. Number nine, getting raped. Number 10, spiders. I mean, let me clarify, because if I find a spider in my house, I leave it. I don't do anything, or I scoop it up and put it outside gently, because I do feel like spiders are extremely beneficial, and I don't want to kill something and put a black mark on my soul. But I am afraid, like, when I go into the kayak in the spring and I put my feet in and then like. As a spider comes running out and you're out in the middle of the lake and it's freezing water because it's early in the year and, like, you can't get out of the kayak and there's literally trapped in there with the spider, it is a bit panic-inducing for me. My name is Amy Pearl. And those are ten things that scare me. Hello, 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 hello? Silence. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Or like Jewish <laughs> choir. Yeah, okay, let's get started. That's it. That's it. Just give me a hint of what I should say. Uh, since this is our last episode of our season. Since we... this is our last episode, yeah. Of the season. Of the season. <laughs> okay. I'm Amy Pearl, and I produce 10 Things That Scare Me. I'm right here, right now, with the rest of the team, and we're going to talk about how we make the show. Let's go around in a circle and say who we are and why.
2: Okay. Daniel Guimet. I'm a producer at WNYC. I'm Isaac Jones.
0: I do the sound design and scoring for the show. I'm Paula Schumann, executive producer and editor.
1: And then, Odelia, you should introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Odelia Rubin. I'm also a producer in the show. Should I mm-hmm. say the story of the show was pitched and then we'll... Yeah. Okay, so um, I love kids. I never had any, but Paula happens to have a couple. And so Paula sent me some audio that her kids had recorded on vacation. Welcome to Ida and Noah's Best Podcast. It was both of her kids talking about all the things that freaked them out at the place they were taking a vacation in Maine. I think biting fish is scary.
0: Literally everyone knows biting fish is scary.
1: I was obsessed with the audio and listened to it like a billion, million times.
0: I'm scared of the laundry room
1: because of the pipes. As you listen to it, you just kind of went back in time to where your environment was unknown and you were vulnerable. The pipes are scary when you look up at them. They look really scary, like they're going to suck you into the tube. And oh, I wrote nice. up a quick pitch and I recorded myself on my phone at my desk and I sent it off. And then I was going to leave on vacation, but I first called Isaac over and we had worked on a few things together. And I was like, Isaac, I just pitched something. And I put you down on, on the sheet as a, <laughs> as a sound designer, but it's only going to be like an hour every other week or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this I remember it being like, it's a really low overhead project. You know, it's yeah. just like we'll have a theme song, but otherwise it'll be like a day a week. Just like cleaning up people's hundred fully yeah. sound designed and scored episodes later, here we are.
1: <laughs> and Amy, the thing that you recorded at your desk that became the episode we just heard, right? Yeah, that became the pilot.
2: Yeah, and that's when I had like I remember when the pilot got played to me. There was no context, and I remember just listening to Amy talk about her fears, that I was like, uh, okay. And then she's like, "It's gonna be a show." <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and then, um, so to me, just what I had heard, and Amy had so much in the just minute and a half that she had that I figured, okay, you can just talk to anyone. It's going to be pretty
1: simple. Yeah, Daniel was like, well, let's just go. Let's just get started. It's very Daniel, like as fast as possible. He's like, let's just Amy was like, just slow go. down. I was like, but Daniel, Daniel, you got to spend time. You got to let people talk. <laughs> you got to let them say. And he was like, oh, it's fine, dude. That's fine, man. And so he's like the first thing we recorded, which is like, I'm going to go right now. I'm going to go down to the courthouse. Just like go talk to a bunch of people right? Right, right, right. I think a lot of people who listen to the show think that it is just somebody saying their 10 fears. But that's not really how it goes, is it, Daniel?
2: (laughs) They're like an hour and a half, right? Like the interviews. And especially like early on when I was using a lot of pop psychology of like, this comes from your childhood, right? Let's talk about your childhood. (laughs) 30 minutes, this must be the place where this fear comes from and stuff. So you just like, You're just like, did you stop
0: asking people eventually?
2: Eventually, I stopped asking that. But you know what I mean? You're just like messing around in the dark. Like, you have no idea where this is going to come out from. For me, I remember hearing Amy's pilot for the show and loving how raw it sounded like the content of what she was saying, but also the audio was just like a voice memo you recorded on your phone. And I just remember thinking, this feels like you're kind of getting these snapshots of someone sharing their thoughts as they just go through their day.
0: I had this experience because I came into the show after you guys were already making it. And I remember being like, oh, we're moving through spaces in time with the episodes.
2: Yeah. And I started to think of the sound of the show as a series of rooms that the speaker is moving through. And sometimes it's like a literal room, like we're sitting in a dog park or we're in a musty basement. Other times it's more abstract, like a mental state. Um, I feel like Rob Lewis might be a good episode to kind of show how this concept works.
1: Number six. I'm scared that the evolution of music in the music industry is going the wrong way.
2: That's actually the default metronome sound in Pro Tools, which is a sound that any studio musician or producer has heard to a grating extent. So that to me is kind of getting inside Rob's head. And then from there you move into a room where you're sitting next to him as he's like singing along to this backing track on a boombox. And then there's another hard cut, and you end up in this large arena at the Kentucky Derby.
1: I'm genuinely scared that in this
2: lifetime,
1: I won't reach my full potential.
2: It's derived from something he said later in the interview about how he was just coming from a gig at the Kentucky Derby when he first heard that his sister had passed away. But I chose to use that sound here because I liked how the horse racing sounds kind of align in like a stream of consciousness way with him talking about the grind and achieving all of your goals and potential.
1: It's been a real cool run. It's been great. It's been really good. But I got so much more I want to do.
0: I want to play a clip by Jeff Vandermeer, the novelist.
2: Number three, the new house. In buying a new house, we're essentially saying we believe in the future of Florida (laughs) in a climate change scenario. I just was at the new place and using the broom that I found there. And the cap on the end of the stick of the broom, which happened to be hollow, um, was off. And inside was a whole family of tree frogs.
0: He's just his. There's something about the way he inadvertently or maybe advertently turned it into this poem that it's like an earworm, the cap on the end of the stick of the broom. Um, And also, that was an early example of where fear kind of didn't feel so obvious to me when he said he's scared of the old house and he's scared of the new house. I thought, what is it haunted? Like, how could a house be scary? The new house is the sort of tangible representation of fear of the future and climate change and extinction and all the things represented around that. And it it was haunting.
1: I mean, there's definitely times I was interviewing someone and I got so into their story. Mm-hmm. I didn't sit in the same room as people when I was interviewing them and they couldn't really see me from where I was sitting. And did anybody ever tell you they felt like they were at their therapist?
2: Yeah, like like every other time. <laughs>
1: Were you also taking money on the side like I was (laughs) after every session? You want to slip me 50 bucks? I wouldn't say (laughs) no. And also, honestly, even though it happened all the time, I was surprised that from like almost my first interview, which was again this guy Bill. I have no problem using my first name, but I wouldn't want to use my second name. You know, he's like, I don't really have any fears. I'm a retired cop. And then the very first thing he said was, you know, Oh, but maybe my son who's struggling with opioid abuse.
0: Well, and then he one of his fears is the sound of a beer can popping.
2: You know, my childhood was a up and down, okay? I grew up in a, a tough family. Uh, you know, alcohol was prevalent in that, and abuse came out of that alcohol. Listen, I had sick feelings in my stomach sometimes at night when I heard beer cans popping, and then sometimes things would go wrong.
0: I mean, I don't know if he came into that
1: interview planning on sharing that or even having remembered that sound. I don't know. I just felt like, oh, this is, this is, he really wants to talk about this. And I I was really listening. I mean, it was, a that was another, that was like a 120-minute conversation. And uh, I don't know if it's cathartic or if it's just an unusual experience to be questioned pointedly, but hopefully softly and kindly about things you're afraid of and it always gave me the feeling like oh maybe this interview will turn out sucking but this person really seems to be getting something out of it <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I often would feel like you know it's podcasts aren't real but people are at least that person had a good time and it was a good day for them that should be plenty, huh? I think I think this will fit in. Now let's seven play: minutes. Who's wearing a bra and who's not? <laughs> Everybody say their first name. Amy.
2: And do we have an Ooh. out? Do we have a?
1: Well, I'm afraid that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> 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 it looks like why can't you show me the picture? we getting married.
0: This is like one of the funnest experiences I've ever had at WNYC.
1: 10 Things team includes Amy Pearl, Daniel Guimet, Odelia Rubin, Sarah Sandback, Emily Botin, and Paula Schumann. Music and sound design by Isaac Jones. You know what scares me? Putting out a Spanish language album. What are you scared of? Tell us at 10thingspodcast.org.